on this episode of Quantum Week, May 3rd through 9th, 1992. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year, and we talk about movies and music, headlines, stories. We are in uh, the beginning of May 1992, our second Patreon episode doing this uh, week because uh, Chris is away, doing My Cousin Vinny and Damn I Wish I Was Your Lover by Sophie B. Hawkins. Right. Yeah, like it's early. Um, (laughs) It's okay. Just so everybody knows, it's uh, 9.30 in the morning, so I wouldn't call it early. Uh, is, is this the earliest we ever taped? Yes, absolutely. Yes. We taped a 10 a few times. I think so. But usually even if we type a 10, or type a 10, you're here at about 10, 15, 10, 30 anyway. Okay. So and we, we were supposed to tape it bit. at nine. We're speaking at nine. Yeah, I was late. Uh, but you, you uh, oh, oh, now, since you brought up, I was going to tell you why I was late. Oh, tell me. Oh, you're not going to like this story. I don't think. I think the audience will though. So I was in the shower. How about you guys? I do not like <laughs> farting in the shower. It is. Well, cause you got wet buns. It's not no no so it's hard it doesn't I don't think it comes out as well no it's not that's not my problem that's not your problem wet buns <laughs> my studio podcast with this fucking guy uh no it, it just stinks like shit you know and you try to be oh, clean and it's like ah oh, you never you never really feel clean yeah and then, uh but this really stinks so it's like oh boy if I because I have uh today I'm driving to New York uh so I'm like I got a long car ahead of me and yeah like, yeah was God forbid I you know barting at Carano's house he'll freak out. So I'm like, I might as well just, so I took some time just after the shower. I, usually, obviously, it's almost always better to shit than shower. Yes. So I did the reverse, unfortunately. Uh, but, there is uh, a particular, it's shit, shower, shave, I think. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, right. I don't, I don't really shave. I, I shave like every other day when I have to work, but yeah, otherwise yeah. I don't really shave. Yeah. It's just laziness, honestly. Yeah. Plus it makes me not look like I'm nine. At least look like I'm 13 at that point. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I, I just took a, I took a long shit. And then, uh, I felt bad. I was running late. I just, I'm just not a morning person. I just, I just struggle in the morning. I know. I'm struggling right now. But like, it's just so annoying. Uh, if anyone else is a, like, like me, like an adult, and then you come in, you know, you, you're, you're talk to like a, like you, then you run into a morning I mean, it's person. Not like I don't see where this is going. Yep. Continue. And like, and Chronic's like so chipper. He's like, oh, like, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like, oh, like, happy. Well, I just get ready for the show. Like, I know, I'm always ready I for the know. show. Uh, no, well, that's, hey. oh, I'm always ready for the no, show. Even you're, if you're, I'm tired. You're, Dude, right. I work so much more than you do and multiple podcasts right, and I'm right, always right. ready for the show. We've you know also that. never taped. I thought about this too. Yeah, we, yeah, we've yeah. never taped the same day did a Kirk show. No. And we've never done back to backs, which we almost basically have done more or less, you know, or two shows in 36 hours. Right. A week you've done a Kirk. So like that, that, relax. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I taped this episode after doing a Jerry show multiple times. And I actually, I have taped a quantum week show after doing a Kirk show. The That's same, not the true. Same time? Yes. The same day. Remember what episode that was? I don't sure remember. Back. It must be a mess. It must be awesome. Like I normally <laughs> am on this fucking podcast. Are you going to be another, are you going to be really slow with me again today? I don't think so. I'm just, you no, your, your I, I feel, back? I just feel like I know, actually, no, I know that, that night I was incredibly <laughs> tired. I also like, you know, I had to work a half day a day. Shout out no. to last Sunday's episode. Yes. Yeah. That was, that's rough. Uh, I think it's actually, inter- must be entertaining. It must be bizarre and weird. You're going to find out. Um, but no, I, I feel like I normally do. I'm just tired. I just, I just don't, I mean, I don't go to bed till like, you know, 2.30. You yeah. Know, if you get up like 7.30, it's like, all right, I'm, you know, but it's just fine. It's where I always do. It's fine. But like, just tough. I get it, it. takes me. You're not a morning person. I'm not. Yeah. I, until like one o'clock afternoon, it's a little shaky. You know, I'm just, I'm, it's rough. You know, I'm, I'm not, not my best. Like, you know, that's why I don't mind, you know, the few times I've done Kirk show, I actually like that I have an hour drive. <laughs> Because um, to get in there because um, yeah, it wakes you up, wakes me up, yeah. Like, and I need that time, and I like you know, I can just you know get the energy going and get the 
by phone. I just, I just start try to, you know, so I'm not groggy. I'm definitely a grog. Ideally, we would have like bantered for a bit before we started the show. Yeah, but you got to get the fuck out of here. So. Gotta leave. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm a little, it's a little groggy. Yeah, I, I, we're going we're gonna to work kids. We're going to work it as we go along. It's going gonna, it's gonna to figure <laughs> it out. But one thing we are going to do is talk about next week. Sure. Um, we're going to, uh, we're staying in the 90s. Wow. Corners and others. Uh, and the Patreon show will be the cable guy. Oh wow! Okay. Nineteen ninety-six, and um, the uh, free movie or uh, free show rather will be uh, the Rock. Okay, the Rock is a tourist attraction, which you well you know about. You, yeah. you know from looking looking over there. So, uh, and I think it might be our first Michael Bay movie. If I, uh, that that's quite possible. I know we haven't done any Transformers, you know, Armageddon. We haven't really yeah, done, we haven't done Armageddon. Uh, I think it's Air. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, the Rock, and then the ca- and the Cable Guy. So, uh, interesting. Hopefully, should be an interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting week. Yep. Um, and um, yeah, I guess we can get into my cousin Vinny. Unless we have anything else we need to cover, I don't think so. Okay, my cousin Vinny. Yeah. Um, I like my cousin Vinny. Me too. Mostly because I mean, a hundred percent. It's because of the acting. Like, there's some yes. script stuff, and there's some some weirdness and some slow spots. But yep. Pesci and Tomei are like awesome together. Yeah. Awesome. And actually, I mean, I was watching Pesci and I'm like, this guy is a fucking awesome actor. Incredible actor. But I think Tomei was better here. I think he, she made their connection really work even more than he did in this one. Oh, she's, I mean, she's a top five, like all time girlfriend. Yeah. Yes. Or wife, wife, you know, I was thinking like my TV wife, you know, probably like, like Elaine Bennis. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, no, no, no. I took a second, but I'm, I'm no shit. It's so so bizarre. Uh, Matt, Matt and TV is always fun. I, I gotta incorporate uh, somehow get like talk more TV with Matt somehow to expose his bizarreness <laughs> of things he doesn't know. Uh, no, but Elaine Bennis to me is like a, a great TV TV uh, wife. But then uh, you know, Marissa Tomei, Marissa Tomei is she's gorgeous. All time, yeah, she's like, beautiful. Yeah, even into her fifties. I mean, she's beautiful. Yeah, like yeah. her and like, Jennifer Connelly are like yeah, the all time the totally. old timers uh and uh especially for our age age group yep and then um and then on top of it she's also just like jennifer connelly a very talented actress absolutely uh she's really good she's very and then good. she's a brilliant comedic actress yes and but she brings that warmth to that relationship um because petchy's obviously kind of driven by the case you know in this in this movie so he's going to be kind of more singularly focused when she's focused on them yeah and um so you're right she does but i think both they are equally brilliant yeah he's great in this too he really is he really yeah to to be able to have a movie like this and not have it be kind of a hack comedic actor uh like for instance like joe piscopo or like oh my god you know something like that it would have been it just would not have landed at all no um, I'm just trying to think of like other Italian actors like from that time period that you would throw in here. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting like Jim Belushi or something. It just wouldn't have worked. Um, but uh, no, but he's, he, I know he's Albanian, but you know, you could have done, yeah, yeah, done, like, done that. You could have done that. You could have done that. But, uh, but have like Joe Pesci, have like a, like a legitimately great dramatic actor <laughs> come in here and do a comedy. Same yes. with Merce Tomei. I know. And then, you know, it, it, it elevates this movie from being something that could have been terrible into something good. The other performance I like that I, I've always dismissed and I really enjoy it more and more. I rewatch this movie is Ralph Macho's performance. He's good. I was wondering why he took this movie, but then I realized he's well, like 31, 32 at this time. The, so it's kind of, it's he's, he's at the, he oh, just it makes did, total sense. Why yeah. I took it. He, I think he's even, it's just so small. Above Marissa Tomei in this movie. He is. That's exactly Which right. Is crazy. But I mean, totally we, crazy. but you understand why. Oh yeah. Cause, cause he's, he's a three very early kid. in her career. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and he's obviously, uh, but it, it's funny though. Cause he's, he's, I think he's really good in this. He's, he is really good. It, he never overdoes it, which because Pesci and Tomei and other, 
uh, characters like are Frank so, Gwynn is so big. Frank, Frank Gwynn, but like but Frank Gwynn actually plays it pretty on the level. So does Lane Smith, the the yeah, other judge, Lane's very the good. other uh, the, the other lawyer. The attorney, yep. But um, but some performances are just so wild over the top. So to have Machio kind of anchor the film from a like a sympathetic element really helps, and I think he's really good in this, which is funny because I, I do you watch Cobra Kai? Yeah, I used to watch season one. I I, uh, I watched season one and maybe part of season two, and I I, I tapped out. Um, yeah, but he's not good. You don't think he's good there? I think no, he's good in season one. I think he's really weak, and I think Zabka's really good. Zabka is really good. Um, he's definitely, but better. I think Machio's really weak, and I like. I think he's very. I can't help but like love, of course, because Daniel Russo, yeah. and I just yeah. also like Ralph Macchio grew up two towns over from me on Long Island. Yeah. It, you know, especially in the eighties, he was like you know people really he was so revered. I'm like, sure I mean, people, are, you know, Ralph Macchio was was a huge deal in the eighties, a bit even bigger deal on Long Island because he's from there, and um and he's he has a real great warmth which you see in this movie. He does, but like his, I feel like his talent. Maybe if you just you don't use it, you lose it, kind of thing. I just feel like in Cobra Kai, it's it's not there but in this movie it is and he's very warm he's quite good well pretty soon here after he goes and does like spoofy movies so he doesn't yeah, really have to like this flex his, those muscles this is his last real like dramatic or not dramatic but his last real like role like yeah you know high profile movie this is his last real because you figure you know what you said he's 32 he's playing someone who's like 22 yeah which he's done his whole life you know he's his whole career than, uh, he's always tomei here too i know yeah but he always plays someone who's substantially younger than him because he yeah, looks very he young. Does. He's always looked very, very boyish. Yeah. So then when, when that boyish look kind of goes away and you become kind of this weird, like, is he old? Is he young? Is not, is that kind of happened to Michael J. Fox to some extent too? Yeah. Michael J. Fox is a lot, obviously much more talented than, than Ralph Macchio. But it's hard to kind of like place them when they kind of have that weird like boy slash old man look, which yep. I feel like I'm growing I think into. Leo, I think Leo has that problem too if he doesn't take the right roles. No, Leo looks, no, I think Leo looks older. He he still looks like a kid to me. He's older than us. I mean, well, he, he looks is like also more handsome than Michael J. Fox and, and Macho. Yeah. Like, I he, think he chose the right role, so it doesn't matter, but he, yeah, uh, DiCaprio is his own. DiCaprio is the last movie star we have. Pro- yeah, probably. He, he's, he's at his own. He, he's a level beyond, beyond any, anything. I'm else. just saying he's still kind of boyish. Like he always looked young. Yeah. He's still, his, like thirties. Yeah. He still looks younger. Although I, I saw some, um, clips of the new movie he's doing um by the director of the big short uh adam mckay yeah and he's doing uh he has some scenes with uh jennifer lawrence and because they, they, sh- they shot it in boston right and he has like a mustache and a beard he actually kind of doesn't look like him i wonder if he's trying oh, cool. to change that up a little bit yeah. that, like that boyish look yep. to you know maybe a bit more of a mature role in this case um but i know i feel that like it's like oh i have gray hair but then you have kind of a young face you're like what what you do start, start to look very weird yeah um and uh i like it, but like this is right before macho started looking weird yeah so it's still i felt i bought that he was a college kid oh yeah me too yeah and he, he, looks he plays it really that. well yeah um he looked younger than he did in uh karate kid three i mean he looks sort well, of he, bloated and weird yeah i think he gained some weight yeah between yeah karate kid three is a weird movie. <laughs> that's a weird one. that might be a good rewatch yeah like every if we do like a rewatch yeah, it's such yeah, a yeah. Bad movie, yeah. Um, oh, did it's bad and goofy too. It's just bad and boring. I like two. Uh, I, I like don't. it. I'm down on that. Um, oh. but but you're right though. It all, this whole movie hinges on Pesci and because it's not and Tommy. It's not really directed very well. The screenplay is okay. I guess a lot of lawyers say it's very accurate. There's some awesome screenplay, like that whole end court scene the is forty five. So the third great. act, yeah. yeah, it's so great, so well written, and so well acted by and Pesci. well acted too. Both of them, and Tomei too. Uh, the yeah. whole thing is just really fun to watch, and I think their dialogue 
their dialogue is written well throughout the movie, but yes, there's other issues. Um, there's other issues, but back, just want to tie bow on the macho thing is I, the only thing I found it weird is like, he's just, they're not a lot. Of, the movie's not a kind of not about them. No, 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 no. So it's like, it's kind of like, why are they, you know, I guess you need a prop almost. So why, you know what I mean? It's like, they just, they, they had like no scenes. So you're like saying like, why do you choose this movie? Yeah, but I still fix it on that. Well, I mean, he, but not just that. It's like, it's, it's almost, it's almost written weird that they even have a minute. Like, I, no, it's about, no, I don't think so. It's about, it's I mean, not about, well, it's, we, we covered the verdict. I mean, it wasn't about the, it wasn't about the girl. That was yeah, sick. It's about the lawyer. I mean, That's some true. movies are about lawyers and you know, lawyers are in theory defending people. Yeah. So you, the people have to be there. You just never really care about their. See, I thought you did because I thought Macho played it so well. You did care. He does do. He does do a good job. That's true. So I did care about them, even though I didn't need to see them in every scene. Yeah, I still cared. Maybe I cared less about the other guy. Yeah, well, that's a tough role to play because he's kind of it's a, a it's he's not as sympathetic because he does fire Pesci, but then he does go back to him. And plus, we just have a relationship with Ralph Macho. That's true too. Yeah, you know, whether it be the Outsiders or whether it be you know in the Karate Kid movies, obviously, yeah. you know, we and also Macho is a better actor and exhibit and. As much as Ralph Macchio is not a great actor, he's not. And Ralph Macchio is probably not even, not even a good actor anymore. He is still incredibly warm presence on screen. So you kind of can't help but root for him. That's why yep. he's so effective as a karate kid. Right. As Daniel Russo. Because you just, it's almost like you have to root for him. It's, it's almost like, it's not even conscious decision. Yeah. Because he's so, he's so warm and so likable on screen. And, and for a role like this, where you don't see the defendants uh, a ton, it's so important to have that always. You do need to like instinct to like, Oh, I'm going to root for this guy. I wonder why maybe, maybe that's part of why it Cobra Kai doesn't work as well is because they're trying to make him, you know, not quite the good guy. Right. You know, not always act. I agree. You know, and, but Zabka is, is so good that you, it's funny though. He's able to make it. So he was so, you know, the eighties, he's the villain in a lot of things. Right. But in this, in Cobra Kai, he's so, he's such a great actor and actually, just as likable, <laughs> so uh, you can't help but root for him either. So, right. um, but it's, they, I mean, they do a good job of that. It got a little too focused in the teens and got yeah. a little too goofy for me. And I'm like, ah, it's not really for me. I'm yeah. kind of, I'm out. Yeah. But, uh, but I did enjoy the first season quite a bit. It was yeah. very, very good. It was cool to I'm see. I'm glad it again. they did it because that, that character's been gone for 30 years or whatever. Yeah, so it was they cool did, to see. And they did a good job. It was, yeah. I think they did a really nice job. And if you haven't seen, I recommend checking out Cobra Kai the first season and then see if you know, someone, if you, you know, if you like the Karate Kid movies. Yeah. Um, Yes, the direction direction here is is not good. Jonathan Lynn directed this. That's right. Uh, not particularly good. Uh, some weird Dutch angles when it's totally unnecessary, which is very distracting. Uh, and some it just it just it's very kind of. Other than that, it actually is kind of very paint by numbers direction. But I will say though, he made a really good choice in shooting it on location in Georgia. Oh yeah, because you really feel like you you're need there. the town. Yeah, because the entire movie takes place there. Yeah, uh, you know, we never see, you don't even see New York, which I no. think a weaker movie might have felt they had to do that. But Pesci and Tomei are so good. We we get it. We we know they're from New York. We don't need. We don't I mean, need Macchio too. I mean, yeah, and Ralph Macchio. Right. We don't need to see like, oh, it's the Statue of Liberty. Oh, it's Empire State right. Building, and then have like one scene of them in New York right. to establish that. It's like we no, get no, it. We, yeah, we understand. They're so good, and and the fact that we don't we meet them in Georgia is so much more effective because they look so out of place. I know you don't even see that journey. You see the journey no. of Macho a little bit, but right. then you phone call and then they pull out into the town. Right. That actually was a little jarring for me. I'm like, wait, where are they? Like, I, I didn't quite get that they, cause it was like almost instant phone call. And then they're there right yeah. in the next scene. So that was a little jarring actually. Oh, I but, liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, it, I thought it was really effective. Um, and I, I really liked that. That's how we meet them. Um, 
so yeah, so that that's a great introduction to the characters. Um, the, the screenplay is um, I'm higher on the screenplay maybe than I am on the direction, but oh yeah, yeah, the screenplay is better. It is. Well, a lot of the dialogue is really good. I think this is a weird time. So we're in 1992. We talk about we talk about this, you know, with music as well. Uh, but like especially with movies though, because you know you figure 94 is Pulp Fiction, right? You have the independent films and film kind of changes and you also see a, a change in film with the godfather oh, yep. i'm sorry good good fellows yep. 1990 films become faster right and they become like you know even like look at something like you know it's hard to even imagine a movie like reservoir dogs or even like you know two romanos or tarantino movies but even some other movies you know like swingers yeah i can't imagine swingers in the 80s right it's just it's just too it's just paced differently it's, it would be such a it just wouldn't right it wouldn't exist but this movie is in that weird kind of sort of in between. Yeah. That yep. middle child is in where it's not quite like Fletch. You like, do have spots where it drags. You do. And I think that's that eighties, still that eighties influence because you figure this was made in 92, obviously Pesci's in Goodfellas and this, but it's not made that much after. So it's not like cinema, cinema sensibilities have changed. I don't know if we need to see them going to sleep like five times and being woken up at five in the morning, five times. It's just a bit. Um, it has some payoffs, some, some some work, some don't work. I have a little bit hard time believing the guy in New York is having a hard time ignoring outside noises because, like, when I live in New York, you just constantly hear noise. You're barraged, yeah. It's it's the people who live in the rural areas that have trouble in New York right. dealing with the sound. Yeah. So I don't know if that's the best bit I would have hung on these guys. Yeah. Um. Do they overdo it at times? But then at some point, it becomes, it's like when he's in prison and they're having the riot. I laughed. Yes. I'm like, oh, this guy really can't get a good night's yeah. sleep. That is funny too. Yeah. Me um but you're right it did feel but it happened a lot like it, it happened a like lot. train twice rooster pigs it's also just edited like an 80s comedy it's just it's very sl- like at times very slow some scenes kind of drag yeah um it's just it's a different pacing than we're used to certainly in 2021 but it's even a different pacing than you would have saw in 1997 uh and it's because the goodfellas um and independent yeah. film sensibilities haven't quite dug in yet so we are still in that Fletch mode of those 80s comedies. It is more in tune with that than it is with Swingers, right? But yeah, exactly. Which is why it's so important that you have characters that you really like. Oh, absolutely. And who have good relationships that you like are invested in. And I, and that's, that's why I think the strong points are, I mean, even with, so I liked, um, I very much, I liked Pesci and, uh, and, and Gwyn. I liked Pesci and uh, Lane Smith. Like I liked Pretty much all the, the only one the only one I didn't really like was Machio and, and his buddy because I just didn't like his buddy very much. But all the other relationships you're invested in, you like. Yeah, uh, they did a really good job casting this. Yeah. The other thing I like about this movie is there's no real like I think a weaker movie would have had. Oh, it's the dumb Southerners. You do have the one guy who steals her money, uh, steals uh, Marissa Tomei's money that yeah. he knocks out. That guy's just like an asshole. He's just like, an it's asshole. okay to have an asshole in right. town. Every town is an asshole. Yeah. Um, but there's no like, and everyone is doing like Elaine Smith's character is doing nothing wrong. No, he's, he's no. a good person. Yeah. That's the thing is there's no real bad guy to this. I like he's that. actually kind of rooting for, for Pesci. I don't know if that's the truth. Truth. I think he obviously wants to win the case, but he's not a bad person. The yeah. judge isn't like, you know, I try this movie a lot. I, I'm, I probably will hinge on this a lot because it really does show how, how bad, Bad film, a good example of bad filmmaking. It's Trial of Chicago 7, the Netflix movie. Yeah. Um, and I always talk about, and I know it's a true story, so I, maybe it's not the fairest comp, um, but you have that, like, that judge 
character in Frank Langella, which is so over the top. But we didn't we cover a movie recently where the judge was so... Oh, The Verdict. The Verdict. Which is a great movie, but we don't like the judge character. Well, you didn't like it. I was more... Oh, maybe I, was I don't like it. Yeah, you didn't like that. But, but this, I feel like, Fred Gwynn is like, no, it's, this guy's doing nothing wrong. Like, Joe Pesci is behaving badly. He deserves to be held in contempt of court. Yep. In fact, at one point, Joe Pesci drops an F-bomb, you know, says... Like, oh, I'm not fucking surprised. I'm like, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And he doesn't get actually, he doesn't get an extra charge, which he could have. He totally could have. Like, Fred Gwynn's not a bad guy. A bad, there's no, like, no one's behaving bad. Like, no one's no. doing bad things. Everyone's doing the right thing. What I mean by Lane Smith is not rooting for Pesci to win that trial. It's more about, like, rooting for him as a person. Yeah. Like, that, by the end of it, he's like, I mean, yeah, I think he genuinely likes yes. Pesci. He seems to think he's a funny character, and he 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 likes uh, you know Vincent LaGuardia Gambino. Uh, he he likes that <laughs> the guy. First. Uh, the first, <laughs> and it, and and Pesci's character seems to like the Lane Smith character. Like yes. they seem to get along. There's no, and it's like oh great, like they didn't go to a lot of these kind of like typical hacky stereotypes which were even more prevalent back in 92 it would have been an oh, even sure. easier go-to back then right so i give this screenplay a lot of credit yeah it could have been way more judgmental against the south yeah way more and that happens that even happens it, now and it's an easy joke too it is it's like oh we can get a quick laugh here no it's more like these two pe- like these two groups of people are different and right. let's see them interact fish out of water let's see them interact right. and yeah no one's really like the southerners aren't talked no one's really talked down to Lane like Smith's they're all kind of at the same level no oh no no and, and either is Marissa Tomei and, and you right. know, or, or Pesci. It's like they're all sort of on the same level, I guess. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. And yeah. I, so the screenplay should get a lot of credit for that. It should. Because a lot of these comedies get desperate. Yep. Especially the courtroom. It's like, oh man, we got to throw in a quick joke. We got, how, how do we spice this up a little bit? It's like, no, no, no. This, these actors are good enough to have the stuff stand on its own. And I feel strong enough in what we're trying to do here, courtroom comedy, to have that stand on its own. And, and so that's, that's a real, it's nice to see that from a studio film because sometimes you don't. Yeah. Um, Tomei won the Oscar for this role? Yes. Is this her only ask Oscar? Uh, her only win. She's been nominated three times. What were the other two? Do you uh, remember? In the bedroom and... Uh, I'm forgetting the other one. I'm sorry. Okay. That's okay. Uh, uh, it was, seemed like a weaker year. Um, yes. I I have it up, actually. Do you remember who they are? I don't. I have. I could have pulled it up. But I have not seen the other four yeah, nominees. Emma Thompson for... Uh, no, that's sorry. That's... Yeah, leading role part. Uh, supporting role is um, Judy Davis in Husbands and Wives. Don't know it. Joan Plowright? Yes. Joan. Enchanted April? Did you ever see I've, that? I've not seen any of these movies. Okay, Vanessa Redgrave for Howard's End. I know I've seen Howard's End. And then uh, Miranda Richardson for Damage. Miranda Richardson and Vanessa Redgrave, both very good actors. Oh, so but, so high, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Both very actors as well. But, uh, uh, but Marissa does a great And as is, who's the first one you read? Emma Thompson? I, no, it's, uh, no, sorry. Oh. It's Judy Davis. Was, uh, oh, Judy Davis has, uh, you know, she's had a nice career too. So the, the, everyone there is a, is a very credible But actress. none of these movies are like pop. Like pop. No, none of those movies are movies that have hung with us the time, right? They're all kind yeah. of... It, Howard's End has, Howard's has End. a legacy, but uh, the, cause, just because the Merchant Ivory element. But the other movies, have they've kind of come and gone. Yeah. Uh, in fact, you know, it's funny. When this when she won, Jack Palance famously read uh, that she won, and and people thought Jack Palance, because he was, he was so old and was kind of crazed. Was this a uh, push-up year? No, it was the year after that. <laughs> okay. Um, but, because, uh, you know, because he had just won, support, he won Supporting Actor for City Slickers. Yes. So the next year he gets to read Supporting Actress. But he was just, it was just, he was kind of all over the place. And then they thought he read the, the, the teleprompter. Um, and uh, I think she might have been the last name. And then he, he thought he read that twice, basically. Oh. But as we found out because of the La La Land and um, Moonlight fiasco, that's not what happens. Like, you, you the right you do eventually see that, you know, that the right, the right person will have won. So, yeah. uh, Marissa Bay obviously did win accurately. She, 
she was on SNL, made fun of it. She actually has been a really good sport about it, where I think a lot of other actresses or actors might have freaked out. She's always kind of gone along with the joke, had a fun time with it. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny, but when she won, everyone's like, this is outrageous. You know, people were, people. some people, especially old Hollywood, were kind of aghast. And, um, but it's funny now, 30 years later, no, that's the part that is the most iconic. Absolutely. She, she you know, I have not just, I'm not going to say she deserves to win, but as far as what has stood the test of time, it's by far that role. Yeah. Um, and you know, and the Oscars never really, never, we talk about this all the time. There's a huge comedy bias in the Oscars. They never give comedies a fair shake. So it's, you know, it's very rare to see, a. a a truly comedic performance win a major award. I would have rather Pesci be nominated than fucking uh, Al Pacino for Scent of a Woman. Yeah, but that wasn't going to happen. I know. That's just not but how, still, that's, that's shitty. What, so, else, what else was nominated? It year? was uh, Robert Downey Jr. for Chaplin. That makes sense. Uh, Clint Eastwood and Unforgiven makes sense, of course. Um, Stephen Ray for The Crying Game also makes sense. It's actually a very good performance. And Denzel Washington and Malcolm X. Don't remember that one as well. I saw it saw years so ago. long ago. I, 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 I don't remember. I couldn't, how good even, I couldn't give an accurate review yeah. of that. But no, but those, are all, those are all. That's a pretty stacked year. Yeah, so it um, is. those are that's those. I mean, it's probably not a place. Remember, too, Pesci just won the Oscar two years earlier. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. It, it probably wasn't going to happen. Um, probably not even a nomination with with a good year like that. Um, but no, Pesci is great. But like you know, comedies you know for years are even to this day are neglected by the Academy. They don't just don't take it. They don't take them seriously. They don't. Um, give them a fair shake. So it's nice when a comedy wins every once in a while. Is it, does it do, do is there an award for like specific for, for comedies? No, no, not one. I mean, in, so in, the golden globe does um, two genres. They have uh, drama, drama and comedy. they have musical comedy, oh. but there is always genre fraud. Uh, Matt Damon won yeah. the Martian right. for musical or comedy. The right. Mar- Martian is either of those things. So, um, so, you know, even then, comedies get screwed over by people trying to get kind of to yeah. sneak in the back door with stuff. So uh, they're, you know, all plus the Golden Globes are a joke anyway. Uh, yeah. um, so, so no, there's really not. Um, but there shouldn't be. There, what should happen, and, you know, it's not, we're not there. We're not, we're not any closer than we were 30 years ago. Comedies should be held to the same, roughly the same standard as a drama. Do you think the same fraud would happen if they gave two different genres here where you have drama and comedy? Yeah. yeah and so. also, yeah, I, I would be very much, I would be, very upset if that happened. Yeah. Um, we should, the Oscars, the nice thing about the Oscars is they don't do shit like that. They don't, it's, it's best actor, best Yeah, actor. but they're biased. I mean, they're super biased with, uh, against comedies. They are. Yeah, and that's something the Academy needs to work on and it's something that, you know, that I think that has to, that's something that has to happen internally. I think to, when you start putting in, like, uh, you know, I say guidelines. When you start putting in like specialties, like, oh, everyone gets a trophy. I think it just kind of weakens the Oscar. I can see that. And also just, then everyone looks at it, it's kind of like, oh, well, you just kind of won the JV Oscars. And I don't yeah. think anyone take it seriously. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when you have a great performance like Bristol Mays, and hey, I give them credit. They 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 awarded her. You know, I, I would hope that would happen in 2021 if we had a, a great comedy. I think so. I don't know. I, I would doubt it, actually. I think this was a fortunate situation. You we had a weaker... I mean, I'm not going to say that those actresses are all very good actresses, and I have not seen those performances, but none of those performances are iconic. So I think you had a non-iconic year, and, and she kind of snuck in, which thankfully she did, because it's a great role. And yeah, it's a great she's role. So she's so good, job. and she's, she's beautiful. She's funny. She's smart. She, she's perfect with Pesci. It, 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 everything she does, she does perfectly. Why shouldn't that get awarded? Agreed. Yeah, I mean, she's so great here. Anything else about Lynn? So he directed Clue, which I like. His first film he directed was Clue, um, which is an interesting first film to direct. It is. And he did Nuns on the Run then after that. I, you know, I saw that uh, a like, long time. It was probably when, an HBO. Was it, uh, Sean Penn and Robert De Niro, right? 
No, 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 it's, no. Uh, I'm thinking it's, um, it's Eric Idle and. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. What am I thinking? Who's of? the other it's, one? Uh, and then uh, Angels Like Us, maybe it's called. Maybe. Um, maybe. Yeah, that's that's ringing the bell. And De Niro, which is, I, I'm going by memory here. I'm going by what I saw in the VHS box. So yeah. I've not seen Under the Run. Then I've not seen it at all. Oh, that was all over HBO when we were kids. I yeah, I missed I saw it. it a bunch of times. Eric Idle and someone I can't remember who the other one is. I don't. I mean, who knows? I, I liked no it at that time, time, but I don't. You know, I don't remember. Um, but Clue, yeah, Clue is an interest. Clue is an interesting one. I like yeah. Clue, but I haven't seen it forever. I haven't seen it in a while. Um, they did a good job with that because you forget it's a board game. You know, yeah. what, what you, you know, <laughs> right. kind of you know. But they right. they made an entertaining movie. I mean, they had a, it was really well casted. Yes, Christopher it was. Lloyd, Martin Mole. Yep. Uh, it was a really Tim Curry. It's a Curry. really good cast. Uh, and it's a they they made the most of it. So I give I give one credit. But then there was that. nothing else about this, like the whole, that nothing else about his career that was compelling to me. The no, whole nine yards. Maybe there were two movies, like ten yards and nine yards. Or yeah, something. I saw the. I saw ones. the first one. It's not a good movie. Is that one with Matthew Perry? Yeah, I think I saw it. And it's just yeah, a it's not not shooting. not good. So his his career is kind of underwhelming. It, I agree. With, I agree with you. I think you know. I think he kind of just sometimes in life you get lucky. Yeah. And he happened to direct a comedy that had Ristoma and Joe Pesci in it. <laughs> And you know you got lucky, and, and actually not just Joe Pesci and Mr. Tomei, but Peak Pesci and Peak Tomei. True. And you figure too, Pesci also kind of, I know obviously he's a great dramatic actor, coming off Goodfellas, right? Coming off, uh, but he's also just coming off Home Alone. Home Alone. So he's worked out that comedy muscle too. Yep. Like he, there's some, there's only one real physical comedy scene, but when he falls in the mud with yeah. the car, it's hysterical. It is fun because you know why? Because he spent, you know, a, three years earlier, right? and he's just on Home Alone too. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. So he's so all like, over the place. He's he's yeah. mastered this slapstick comedy, and he it's a it's an hysterical scene. The other thing that's it's super fast, but when he jumps the the guy that stole from yep. Rosa Torme, that's Su- super funny. Super funny. Just like his whole body launches Jump, at him. Yeah, so, so like, funny. Jumps a foot in the air to hit him. <laughs> yes. It's great, and it's and it's so fast. And but he, you know, it's like oh, this guy actually at that point is probably in 1992. Believe it or not, you know, this is before Jim Carrey, right? Yeah. He's the closest thing we had in that time period. I'm not saying they're equals, but the closest thing we had in that period of time to Buster Keaton than probably anyone else. Because who else is doing who physical comedy move? like that in that time period? To, to, that was that popular. Yeah. You know, and obviously, you know, it's this is, you know, Home Alone 2 is the last time we see him do it. And eventually he kind of scales back even acting. He kind of, you know, and now he's in retirement. But, you know, for a brief moment in time, That's what he we was our physical comedian before uh, Ace Ventura comes out. It's true. So, uh, you know, no one, no one's better. So you, right. So you even got lucky with that. You got this guy that could also do physical stuff as well. And he could, you know, he can sell getting up early in the morning despite waking up and making kind of a funny face. Yes. And he can do some of those things and you have, you know, and then you have Rich Tomei whose career is just about to launch off and she's, and she's a great actress too. It It is, it is awesome. Every scene they're in together is awesome. Yep. It works. It's funny. It's sharp. It's quick. She makes him younger too. That's she the other does. thing. He's like, she's like, 20 years younger than him in real yeah, life. She is. Something yeah, like that. Yeah. And, but she helps. She helps. It's a little odd at times. His hair is ridiculous. His hair is ridiculous. That, that's, that's a, that's a toupee, right? Oh, that's a yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just making sure. No, I'm not. No, that's just real hair. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I asked that question. It's, you should be. That's a dumb question. <laughs> it looked like it, but I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, it's a terrible, a, it's not only is it a terrible wig. It's also a terrible hair color. Yeah, it's bad. Like, it's a really, 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 really so, bad. It's such a bad wig. And maybe I, I have no idea. I have no idea about it all. There's, there's many, there's two ways you can go with it. Either A, you kind of make a joke about it. Right. But B, maybe they didn't want to because they wanted to keep the illusion of Tomei and Pesci being roughly the same Ugh. age-ish. Yeah. yeah. 
But like it's ridiculous. and there are some close ups of them two together. It's like, well, I, yeah, that, that this look. looks weird. This doesn't yeah. fit right because her face is flawless. Yes, I mean, obviously, she first told me she's beautiful, but I mean, like, there's like she's even there's looks, like no wrinkle. There's, there's like nothing. not a like no. this like it's yeah, it's like oh, this, is a, this is a young girl here. Yeah. <laughs> right. And he, Pesci's face does not look flawless. So no. you're like, all right, well, what's and you know you figure too by that point you had a relationship with Pe- and Pesci's in Raging Bull, which comes out you know twelve years earlier, right? So uh, or eleven years earlier, or twelve years earlier. So um, you know, we knew we know Pesci. So to have him with this young girl, it is it is odd. That is that is one thing, but it works. It's fine. I mean, they're so good together. Yeah, it's almost like you know what? Sometimes you look past some things. Yeah, it's not that bad. It's pretty bad. I. It's, I mean, if, if you just look at it from just that level, it's 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 very yeah, it's, it's very bad. Yeah. But at some point, like I said, some you know what? They're so good together. Fuck it. And it's not like they're lying. They're like, hey, we were high school sweethearts. There's not no, that shit. No, Maybe he's just no. an older guy. Yeah. Like he, you know, he makes no bones about, hey, I was doing other things for a while and I kind of just fell into the law. Right. So he does kind of tell that story. Maybe he just has a, you know. We know I mean, there's been some time. I mean, he pa- couldn't pass the bar. So, you know, right. six times. That, that would How far apart are they in age? I think they're what, like 16 No, they're, they're actually 20 years. Is it 20 years exactly? Yeah, because she's 28 here. He's like 48 or 49 or something. He could be, yeah. he could be early. F- <sighs> I'm early 40. Uh, yeah, it's, that's that's I'm early forties, but 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 I think I mean also I mean I think it's time. Everyone looks younger, right? So like in 1990, people in their early forties looked older than people do now. That is it's absolutely like in the Sixties people yeah. look, you know what I mean? So right. so it's not really that's not really a fair comp. Um, I don't know why that is. I yeah, obviously I don't know, healthier, health and beauty products. Better, I'm sure, but like you know, but uh, uh, just lifestyle. Yes, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, maybe he could go for early forties at that time. Yeah, maybe you know at that time, and maybe she goes for late twenties because they were definitely later, yeah. they were throwing on. They dressed her up to try to make her look a little they older. Did. They put her in some cool dresses. Maybe, maybe they're thirteen years apart. You know, you start doing that, like, right, maybe you kind yeah. of. But it, it is ridiculous. It I, is. I, it's, there's it's no hard. way that this that she would be with him. I mean, there's no way. I don't. Buy oh God, it for no. A second. I mean, she is no. I mean, no, no, no. But it works here. It does. It's so, they're so great together. When I first saw it, when they first pull in, I'm like, oh my God, I forgot how much of an age difference was between these two. But then after like 10 minutes in, you're like, oh, I couldn't imagine anyone else doing this movie. Of so course not. It. No. Uh, anything else with uh, my cousin? So really good thumbs movie. up. Gonna, oh, absolutely thumbs up. Giving it a solid B. Yeah. Really good comedy. Um, Roger Ebert said in his review, like this is a VHS movie. Like, you know, this is something you go and rent and you have a great time watching yeah. it. Which I don't know if it's unfair. Compl- I mean, this, is, this is not a movie... Cause just because the, the scope of it too, it's a small movie. So small. You don't need to see this in that theater, right? You could probably see it, but you know what? Though, like this is a, this is a top level comedy. I don't mean it's like top like elite comedy, but this is this is better than it is a, completely enjoyable to watch. This is a really good comedy. Yeah, it, this was fun to watch. It and, was, yeah, yeah. It, and it holds up. It does. It is the pacing's a little slow at times. It's it's a, it's twenty minutes longer than it needs to be. But other than that. It, this is pretty damn good. Uh, this is a solid B. Absolutely a thumbs up. What was the movie we covered? Uh, so what, what are our ratings for this for this week? Then? So thumbs up. Uh, it was Basic Instinct. Was, thumbs uh, down for me. Thumbs up, oh, which is a ridiculous call for you. And then uh, what was the first one? The free one was um, Wayne's World, which oh, is thumbs, thumbs up. up. Yeah. So thumbs up across the board for you. Wow, Matt's in a good mood. Look at him. Just working <laughs> with Jerry Callahan. He's all positive, all happy. Yep. That'll do it. Yeah, it's staring at politics all day. That makes me happy. Great. <laughs> You're good happy. You're doing work with jerry callahan no, that is a good thing and you get yeah. to have He's fun good. doing the show Matt, do, Matt's do. In, everything's gonna be thumbs up from out now across the board well I, I don't know about that i do have to do a show with you so that's thumbs down oh yeah oh, 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 oh. so that risque macarino come in oh yeah, yeah like the risque farts that you do oh. on the fucking kms 
<laughs> and you like how I stuck that in there? That was funny, actually. <laughs> Someone on Reddit one thought it was real. <laughs> Come on. No fart sounds like that. Come on. Oh, I, I disagree. Obviously, so does so do a lot of people. So does Reddit. That's pretty funny. I've been, you know, I spent 10 years mastering that sound. 10 years of my life. So that's what you've been doing with your time. Uh, well, Not my, really devoting yourself to anything else. <laughs> no, my, when my teens, and that's what I did when I was like, say 13 to 23, I would practice that all the time. Yeah. And, uh, and it's really good. It's a really, it's really good. And that's, I love that I did it on a, a show with. You're so giddy about 100, it. 100,000 people. It was, I was really happy about that. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, <laughs> it's like, finally it paid off. <laughs> Oh, that work. <laughs> right. We're working up to 100,000 people heard me make the bar noise. Ugh, Jesus. Um, yeah. Anything else with uh, so thumbs up across the board for me this week, but uh, you got a two and a one for you. Yes. And this one's a good one. All right. Damn, I Wish I Was Your Lover by Sophie B. Hawkins. Um, this is a guilty pleasure song for me. I really like it. I've always liked it. Uh, I've played, I learned how to play it as soon as I heard it on the radio um, and, you know, covered it and played it. In fact, uh, Glee Dorm was pissed at me playing this song. <laughs> like my, my buddy Paul, who was living next to me, he's like, if you play that song one more fucking time, I'm going to kill oh, you. I'm like, I, I get it. I get it. I'm sorry. Oh. But it's so fun to play. It's actually, it's a really, really cool song. I knew you'd like this song. Yeah. Because it's a weird song that has it's a bunch of stuff thrown weird. into it. You like songs that have like a bunch of like shit thrown into it. Not a bunch of shit. Well, no, this all this shit works. I don't mean works. shit like negatively. I mean like it's just like this song's fine. Uh, this song is actually better than I remembered it. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. I don't love it. It's, it's fine. Yeah. For what it is, it's, guilty pleasure. For what it is, it's, it's it's pretty good. Yeah. It's all right. Um, but it's like Rosanna, where it has these weird. All of a sudden, like the whole song kind of shifts strangely, and it has this different mood to it, and then it'll shift again. Like you like songs that, like you like mood changes in songs. It depends. Not always. Like I'll like. It depends. There has to be something compelling about a song to call to call my attention to it. It can't just be a stupid Jack Johnson song that doesn't go anywhere. Oh, you do and anything. the Jack Johnson. You gotta find. Gotta find new hooks. Gotta find new hooks. Try to find hooks of things we've done. You do fart jokes. Yeah, what are you I'm, talking about? they're funny. New, new Try to find hooks of songs we've covered. You can't keep going to Jack Johnson. I can go to whatever I fucking want. It's you can, but, but it's weak. It's, it, it's more effective. Don't tell me it's weak. You do fart jokes. I, uh, That's you got to find you a hook. Burr, you can't keep going burr, with the fart jokes. Burr. You got to find another thing I'm doing wrong. Fine, I'm just telling you. I mean, I'm just telling you how it works. Whatever. You, you got to find songs we've covered because I think that's going to be more precise. You keep going to Jack Johnson. We get it. You don't like Jack Johnson. But there's yeah. got to be other ways to be critical. I mean, I can do it. Never, you can do it if you want, but I can I can criticize you for how you're doing. Fine, but that's a perfect example of. So I like other uh, James Taylor. Okay, as a uh, someone who you know similar to I enough agree. in Jack Johnson, right? Because sure, well, they're both acoustic musicians. Yeah, it's mostly mostly guitar yeah. and voice, and it's a singer songwriter situation. Like, and they're both uh, they're both like kind of finger picking. I, I was hoping you'd find a example of a song that shifts in tone. That hold on one second. Like. I'm right, saying like a while to get there. I. Shut the fuck up. I, so I love James Taylor. Yeah. He's a super simple writer, but there's something really compelling about him. Like he's got a really, uh, like I believe him when he sings the stuff they sing as opposed to Jack Johnson, who's similar. Like they have kind of a breathy voice, not a super strong voice, very simple writing who I don't like. There has to be something compelling about a song. It doesn't have to just be mo- like Cat Stevens. Another great example. Very simple stuff. Um, sometimes he orchestrates it, but it's mostly just him and a guitar. Very simple. Not a lot of mood changes in his songs. And I love Cat Stevens, so it doesn't have to be. But are there mood change songs you don't like? Is it a mask? Oh, I don't know. I'm. We'd have to. I'm sure. I am sure that there are. 
I have to think about it. That was my point. Yeah. Yes. You're saying I like, oh, your point is I like all mood change. So I that's don't. What I of said. Course not. Yes, no. That's what I said. Oh, I don't. I don't. Well, be clear. With, with your I doubt point. it was very clear. Like this, I knew you'd like this song because it has mood changes. But that, that was my no. initial point. So I'd have to and think about it. You got fixated on Jack Johnson. I didn't get fixated you on. Did. I tried to give you the example that and it's you got not, fixated on the no, no, no. It sounded like what you were trying to tell me is that I only like songs that have mood changes, no. which is not true. No, no, I didn't say I that. just needs to have something. Something has to draw my attention to it. And if it's just a very simple, you know, kind of white bread song, I, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't do it for me. Like it's something has to call my attention to it. I so have, there are things in here that call my attention. I have a theory on this is that you hear, you've heard a lot of music. You are a musician. Yeah. And I think you do like songs. You gravitate more to songs that mood changes because they're different. And it's, it's a, it's a, it's a different way of, it's like, if, you know, if I watch a, like I probably do the same thing with movies to some extent. If I watch a lot of the formula movies and you have a movie that's just fucking weird and bizarre, I'm going to be a lot more lean. It's going to call your that. attention. Because it's just like, hey, this guy's taking a shot. There's something different about it. Yeah, it's like, all right, you give him credit for that. I always do that. It doesn't just have to be mood changes, though. It could be a diff- It could be a sample used. Interestingly, it could be a. Yeah, it just, fair. You know, it, it just has to. There has to be something, something that calls my attention. And this song does do that at the near the end. It has that shift. And that, oh yeah, I love the breakdown. I think part. it's actually pretty good. And it I think a, it elevates it from a typical song. There's other parts of it too, but uh, we'll talk about it. But besides this, though, Sophie B. Hawkins sucks. Oh. She is. Just ter- do you know? Do you remember her other ones? Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. the uh, yeah, the uh, I, don't, I don't like her. Oh god, so either. The as I lay me down to yeah, sleep song fucking one. blows. Yeah. Were you disappointed when this came out because you're like, oh, I love the damn. I wish I was your lover. I want more. Nope, Sophie. I think this is a situation where I had the single. Oh okay. Um, like you know the tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and um, because the rest of the album's not good either. It's really she is not. She's and she's really exposed in all of her other music. She's not a good musician. Um, she has a pretty it's, <laughs> mediocre would be a compliment in terms of her voice. She is like she's not. She doesn't have a good voice. And this video is like the worst. Can, have you ever seen a more like unattractive um, video with such an attractive woman? Like, did you did you well, watch video? Watched, baggy pants. Did you watch both videos? I couldn't find the other oh, one. I found it. Oh, really? It's not that explicit. I'm shocked they did that. Because this is after right. Justify My Love. Right. And they were doing some Justify My Love. So they, this I, one's honestly, not nowhere near. You, you can find it on YouTube if you, if you do, oh, do a deep looking, dive. Oh, shit. Yeah, I, I found it. I didn't have that much time. I, uh, and um, it it really, like, I'm like, I mean, it definitely has major sexual undertones. I'm like, there's really nothing. It, this is, it's not that bad. Yeah, so, so the, it's not like so the Prodigy she, video. We saw, like, oh my God. Video talking, this is insane. Yes. Like, what the fuck is this? Right. Uh, it's like a stuff film. But no, this is, no, this is like, it's just kind of, she's a kind of grinding, like, like rolling around. Yeah, it's but very she's sexual. Big baggy, but it's not even, it's not, it doesn't look hot though. It looks really like weird. She moves weird. Yeah. She's a pretty girl and yeah. she moves weird. She's got these huge baggy pants, baggy clothes on. The other one, she's not as baggy. She, it's like, I heard it's like a tube. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah, it's like a tube top. So, okay, so she recorded the first video. MTV wouldn't put it on. So they did the second one, which is all black and white and some footage of her on stage. I saw some live footage on her too and she's like that on, of course, she's like that on stage. Yeah. It's not, she does not do a good performance. She's not good. No, I, I'm, good. I'm with you. I, I think I think you're right. I think she got exposed. I think it's why her career never really took off beyond, she had a couple, you know, minor hits after this, but like. Yeah, As I Lay Me was, one, I right. think that hit number 13 and then the other one was. Um, and it got airplay. Right Beside You, which I do remember this one as well. I remember that. Vaguely. Yeah. Vaguely. That off the same album, um, Whaler. That, uh, As I Lay Me, 
and uh, right beside you're both off Whaler. There's, that's her second album. And is that after that she got into the fight with the record company? Yeah. So the third album, exactly. Uh, she she wrote it. It was done. It was ready to go out. Sony listened to it. it was like this, this isn't we this isn't good. We can't put this out there. And they got into a fight. But did you see it particularly over like a banjo track? Is that what it was? Yes. Like we we got to take this banjo out or something. That was like the yeah. That was the last. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. And uh, so they ended up releasing it, but Sony did no promotion whatsoever for it. It kind of killed her career. Then she she started her own record company. You know, she had some success from. Before, so that's my so. question to you, and I think I know the answer, but I'll yeah. ask anyway. So what what killed Sophie B. Hawkins' career? Was it the record company basically kind of turning their back on her and her having to go independent, or? Is that she just wasn't that good to begin with? I think she wasn't that good to begin I with. Uh, I believe probably Sony. I believe Sony was probably right. Listen right, to that. I was right. like, this is not like a perfect. Like this isn't good. You can't release it. Yeah, she doesn't have a lot going for her. her the songs are. I listened to some more recent stuff too. I think when was the last album? Maybe it was a two thousand four album that I listened to, and it's oh no no that's what it was. She re released um, the third album later on on her oh, okay. on her record label i think it maybe that was the in 2004 i might have the dates wrong but i was listening to it and it's like this these are just mediocre very easy written like not a lot of thought put into them songs even if you listen to the as i lay me and the right beside those are perfect examples of that like slightly you know one's kind of a dance-ish song but there's nothing innovative or interesting at all and she doesn't have a very good voice so you know there's, there's nothing really compelling at all about her. This is like a one hit. Well, this is lightning fucking struck. And I don't know if she had help, but there's like some really awesome elements to the song. The first thing that sticks out for me is the drums. And I'm like, how do I know these drums? And I, I, um, and when I, I, I know I brought up justify my love like a minute ago, yeah. but before that I was like, are the drum like, okay, so listen to, uh, Listen to. Is it here? Yeah. Here's the intro of Damn Wish I Was Your Lover. Hear that beat? That's, and then it's similar, but they just mix it differently in the chorus, but it's a similar beat. Same, similar beat, but it's just mixed different. I'm like, how do I know that? It's, it's kind of. It's familiar to me, but where's it from? And so I thought maybe justify my love has that same kind of snare timbre and the groove is the same, but I'm like, it's not quite right. And then come to find out it's actually you know this one. Well, I know it from the Beastie Boys then from... Uh, oh, right. Exactly. Yeah. They, they use it in the License Bill. It's how License Bill opens, isn't it? When the levee breaks. Yeah. So it's that's it's actually that sample sped up. So I was like, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Is that... Yeah, she's sampled talking song? Yes. Really? Yes. I was like, I was like, I love the drums in the song because that... That record that... Can I uh, hear the Sylvie Hawkins one again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can definitely... You can hear it in... Uh, where's the... Um, Oh, fuck, where's the, Oh, here it is, sir. Yeah, I'll take your word for it. I don't hear it at all. Wow. It's just a sped up version of it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's wild. I checked who sampled, too. Really? Yes. 
I would, I would never have ever. I'm like, and I assumed it was a drummer. When the levee breaks, um, even when they do the live version. So there's this transit. We'll, we'll play it after, but the transition uh, in the, like the break it down section, you can hear it pretty. So they do have a drummer in there, but the sample is also in there and it goes down to the stripped down sample when it goes back into the verse at the end. But when the levy breaks is one of my favorite uh, kit recordings ever. I love the way that that kit well, it's sounds. Great. I mean, it's, and it's love that incredible. Yeah, the I mean, that's, that's why Beasties used it. Like it's so yes, effective. It's, it is. Yeah, it's one of my favorite. That's why. Like it. I was like, I love this beat. Yeah, this be Hawkins saw. I love this fucking huh. beat. And I'm like, oh well, that's why. That is funny. Duh. That's interesting. Um. Anyway, so why don't we? Maybe we can do the. Uh, we'll listen to that breakdown. Um. It's a little bit longer, but there's a few elements to it. There's a guitar Y in there. Bam, 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 bam. Horns in the background. Horns. Horns are come louder. A little bit louder. All the vocals in the back. Louder even. Up the octave. And then her singing long note. Drums change. And I love this guitar riff so much. Love that guitar riff. So simple. Drums changed. Goes to the sample. And now we're back into the verse. Love it. Like that section is so good. It's good. It's so good. That's part of the song. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. But, but it's okay. I mean, but compared to like, you know, I wouldn't like, I would never like, I'm never going to listen to the song again. That's hopefully. fine. This is a banger though. This is a great song. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is okay. Well, 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 well. Yeah. C, C plus. Not for me. But, the, but it is elevated by that. What you just oh, played. yeah. That, that elevates it from a but C minus to a C plus. the whole thing, I mean, you, you, the whole thing, there's some great guitar work in it. There's, there's a lot of good stuff. And her vocal, she does not, it, it's like every other song she does, she steps all over herself. Oh, no, but, this, but this is by far yeah. her best song. Like, it's not even a quick, like the other, like the other, the other hit she had was as I lay me down. Yeah. That song is like legit fucking annoying. It is horrible. That is horrible. That song. might be, that would be definitely like a bottom 10 song. If we cover it, uh, we won't, we won't ever get no, there. No. Yeah. I it's think bad. you hate that style hate more it. than I do. I don't get me wrong. I hate it, but I, I don't, it's not like, it's like really needs by wing style is what kills me. Yeah. You don't Trans- like that. Some of that ballady stuff. Yeah. Um, but, um, and the preachy, but like that, like annoying, coyish girl yeah whisper you hate that i hate it yeah i, I don't blame it because it's not even really singing it's, nah. it's not it's not good it's, no, this is by far the best thing she's ever done yeah um did you not see that sophie b hawkins had a kid at like 51 years old well, yeah i guess they froze frozen egg, like an egg yeah but she had two kids i guess the last one so was then right. where would they insert it into someone else you're asking the wrong guy i don't know how this works uh, i don't like, know either. is it actually like just test tubish or do they have to put it somewhere i don't know i don't, I don't know i don't understand any yeah, of stuff, the first child i think was not a frozen right. egg though and she, was, she was still like mid 40s yeah by that time well, that, that happened 50 something yeah. when the second yeah 50 is tough but that is tough yeah. like wow um yeah i, can, I think do you it. have anything about the song being i i didn't know the song was about being gay or how you gay oh, she talks about um, a woman uh in the lyrics yeah the, i guess um, i never really listened i don't know if it wasn't that close or just wasn't aware but um I, yeah, I knew at the time. Okay. Because uh, she says making love to her. Yeah. Because I covered it, so I knew all the lyrics. See, yeah. And I, I'm like, okay, this is I wasn't problem. as in tune. Plus, I didn't really, I never really like loved this song that much. And I, I kind of just listened to the radio. I would never yeah. have bought the single. Right. This is a good example of one where I just, you know, whenever I, I don't change words. 
Um, I mean, I'm not going to do a rap tune with the N word in it or something, but when it's like male, yeah. female, I never change the words. So no, I don't blame you. I would just sing it exactly like right. she did. Yeah. No, I think it's probably the best way to do it, right? Yeah, I think so. Is yeah, it, as the artist intended. I guess it's a tough decision to make if you're doing cover stuff. You know, like, do I change? No, do I? I would never. No. Uh, the, and and I, I would. respect that. I, that's, a, that's a good plan. And I would rather, like, I would never, I will never do it. I, from an artistic standpoint, I would rather, if I were to per- perform a rap tune, I would rather do it exactly as they presented it. But I, I can't, of course, you know, I can't, you know. No, I can't, uh, yeah. There, not, there, not there is that. a line eventually. I can't. Like, I would have preferred to, but I can't. But you, yeah. Just I, from an artistic, you understand. Like, oh, I, I completely agree with you. Right. Like I've written like, you know, comedy sketches and, you know, uh, obviously, you know, when you're writing, you're, you're hopefully poking fun at racists. You're trying to be yes. you know, showing, exposing how they're bad people. Right. But like, uh, you know, uh, you also don't want it to be misconstrued. So you're like, I'm just going to stay away from that, yeah. from that third rail and just, and just move on. But like, yeah, you, yeah, it's, it's no, it's tough. It's, a, I think you're, I think your instinct is right. Like other than incredibly racist terms that could be misconstrued other than that, keeping it how the artist intended, it's probably the, the best, I think the most yeah. honorable way. Yeah. I think, yeah. That's yeah, good, that, yeah. That's right. That's what they, that's what they put out there and you're right. covering it. So I think it's right. Yeah. I like that. Good job, man. That's all I wanted was a little pat on the back. There you go. You got Thanks, one. Buddy. Are you, I, I could tell uh, it's funny. I saw it in Matt's eyes. Matt, Matt was like, oh, because you know, the last end of the last episode and a half, I've been kind of sleepwalking. And, uh, when I woke up, Karana was annoyed. <laughs> Instantly, he's like, oh fuck, he's awake again. No, <laughs> it, was, it, was wait, like, wait. it was like the bear come out of hibernation. You're like, oh fuck. No, I think when I, I was think, going out, you were like, "Ah, oh, shit!" Here, I, you know, my 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 little break is over. I don't think you actually saw that in my eyes. Oh, I did. No, I've uh, I've got a lot of confidence right now, actually. Oh wow! Good yeah, day. I think even moving forward, like, oh, here we go. You're not that hard to deal with. Oh, okay. You say so. Uh, so I can stop pulling punches then. What? When have you ever? Pull, when have <laughs> no, you ever? Like you've never attacked. No, I don't. To right. not to do more. Just trying to rally. To do more, you'd have to like attack, like some personal. You would no, never would do never that type. It's the same thing. Like I would no. never do. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like we're not. Gonna, it's it's, it's uh, friendly. Well, I mean, it's something. No, but to move past, you know what I mean. If you were to attack things that really hurt, oh, like yo, yeah, right, no, we're not. That's not what I'm not afraid. Never really. You should be. There's never really a reason to be cruel. Just to somebody. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even but words. There's some words you don't. You don't need to go there. Yeah, you know. Yeah. You know, try to try to keep it to the content of the show to some extent. Although I, you know. Sometimes you do, you know, obviously generally annoy me. I'm sure I annoy you. Yeah, sometimes. of course. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, you're generally annoying. No, I don't think I am. I think I'm very charismatic. Well, of course, you find. wouldn't think you are. Well, I mean, you live great. in your own body. Um, but you can see how other people would find you annoying. Eh. <laughs> <They're> missing out. <laughs> uh, where were you? What the fuck were you doing? Yeah, so I, uh, so I wasn't really doing, I was in seventh grade, but I was going to, the reason I, I held back was my story, I think kind of relates to my cousin Vinny. But then I, I was trying to think, and I asked Laura, I'm like, did I tell this story on the show? We've done so many episodes now, I'm having a hard time keeping track of the stories I've told. Yeah. But I was like, eh, if I've told it, I haven't told it in a long time. So um, remember the beginning of My Cousin Vinny, they steal the tuna can. By accident, the yes. guy's hands are full and he puts the tuna can in his pocket. Yes. Well, here's a little lost year story from my, that, that uh, I had to deal with something similar to that. Um, so I was 18. I, was eight, I just registered to vote like a few months earlier. Uh, so it was a year after then a year few, few a year after what do you mean uh you're an eighth oh no no so this is sorry go ahead i'm go 18 ahead, years old yeah i'm sorry yeah go this ahead. is not in tune with the year we're covering i'm with you now um i'm 18 i had just covered i had just registered to vote and like three months later four months later i got jury duty summons i've never gotten it so oh, good i haven't told the story on there then okay good uh you never got no uh, i because i, I want to go i got a second one in new york 
but it would have been really difficult for me to go and I got out of it. Yeah. Um, because I was just very busy at work and I just, I just like, like there's eight, nine people in the city, whatever. Like, yeah. Like, what? Are we, like, I mean, this, I'm sure there's people who aren't working that can do this. I mean, like really, what are we doing here? You know? Right. But uh, at this point in my time, I'm like, I have really, I was working at McDonald's. I was eight. This is very much right in the heart of lost years. Yep. Um, and uh, so I went, I went to do, uh, to jury, jury duty. And I go there. This was in, um, I'm trying to think. It was in, it wasn't in Concord. It was in like the Rockingham, even though I was in Stratford County. I, it wasn't in the Dover. So oh, you no, it at- was in Dover. I lied. No, I lied. It wasn't. It was in the Dover courthouse. I lied. Interesting. Um, and um, which is later where I would get divorced um, many years later. The same, so the same where, courthouse. when do you go to Brentwood then? Because I thought Brentwood was the county. Or maybe that's a different county. It's a different county. Okay, I think, I think we county. go to Brentwood now. But yes. back then I lived in Stratford County. Right, right, right. That's what it was. That's why I got confused. Okay. Okay. So I, uh, I went to... Uh, the courthouse, which is a big facility, you know, it's yeah. not like in the movies or courthouse. It was like a kind of a big building. Yeah, and uh, we had to wait in this waiting room for a long time. And this is before cell phones. Um, I did bring. I think I brought like a book. Um, but like you're in this like giant, like almost like a cafeteria, and it's like oh, people are just loud. You can't really sit back, relax, and read. No. And I was just like, ah, and, you, and I'm kind of nervous because I'm so young still, and like everyone there is older, and I'm just I'm like the only kid there. It's just it's just was well, weird. If you've never been into a courtroom before, it's and I never been in a courtroom, it was, it was all yeah, but I also kind of like thought it was funny in a way. Mm. Like I was like I was like a it was daunting, and b I'm like this is so ridiculous. Like that, that me anyone, as a child is yeah, here, like, kind of, like yeah. a year earlier, I'm like skipping school, right. and like you know, and now I'm like potentially like holding someone's like future. Like it's just it was just yeah. bizarre and stupid. Um, so I um. They they call me in and then we're all like you know they're picking out who they want for the, the who they want to be jurors yeah and I got selected to be on the jury of this case which is insane and I was I don't know what happened I don't know how I slipped through the cracks because everyone else on the jury as you'll find out when I tell the story yeah. were older so I was like why would like who wanted me in I don't I don't understand that so the case is this. So, uh, oh, so then they sent us home. And yeah. they're like, all right, come back tomorrow oh, okay. to, do I see. The, to do the case. I see. And thank God it wasn't. I've had some friends who were on some cases that dealt with like child abuse, sexual abuse, things that still haunt them. Yep. I, ugh, I'm so glad. My case was shoplifting. Thank God. So it's right. not something that has ever given me nightmares. Um, the case is this. There's an old man. He's an uh, Air Force veteran. Old man. I, he's in his, say, early 70s. And he goes into the Kmart. Okay. I forget which camera it was, but it was a, a typical Kmart. And he is, uh, he has, um, like, he's got a lot of stuff in his hands. And his defense was he opened up a box and put an expensive drill in there, closed the box up, paid for what was in the box, forgot. So he's just trying to carry it. Right. Much like the tuna can that yep. Mike Savini puts in his pocket, he just put this in, his, in the box yep. and then walked out. The security guard at Kmart saw this whole thing transpire. The second he gets in the parking lot, boom. Like old. Okay. Yep. All right. So the they they it was the whole thing they had on. They brought up like wit- they brought up the guy, the shoplifting guy. He took the stand. The the security guard took the stand. Security guard was so uh was not pleasant at all. Like he came off as a complete asshole, like a rent a cop. Like, like a, every exterior. Yeah. yeah. Like really aggressive, super macho, acted like like a cop, like, you know, you'd expect like a, maybe a police, like, like you could tell he watched like a lot of law and order. He was trying to be like how a policeman would take the stand. Well, and when you can't get through the academy, you fail out too many times. And, and he seemed like that type of guy. Like he just seemed like yeah. that, that guy, like it's a very stereotypical guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, security guard, you know, right. Police academy dropout. And, um, 
so he really turned a lot of people off in the jury. Now, obviously, we're not communicating at all. And, you know, so this went on for two days. There's a two-day... Jesus. Yeah. For shoplifting? For shoplifting, Jesus dude. Christ. So it was wild. So, oh, my God. So then the second... So then the end of the... This was this one. I was in there for four days. So Thursday we deliberate. Yeah. So the first day is like they pick the jurors. Four days. The two days are the trial. I'm I'm thinking I might have a day wrong here, but this is how I remember. And if I'm wrong by a day, I'm sorry. I know it was at least three days. It's three or four days. The last day is when we deliberate. So they bring us all in there, and we take a we just take initial like straw poll. Like, hey, what do we? And it's eight or four, uh, guilty or not guilty, and three were for guilty. I was one of the three guilties. And I'm just like, it's bizarre that like the most expensive item is the one that he Found in the puts box. in the box. Yeah. And like, like, and I'm like, I've never done this. I've never opened up a box and put something in it. It just seems like really strange. That does behavior. seem weird. I could see like in the pocket to carry it. Yeah. Even that, though I still wouldn't do, you know. Right. I wouldn't. Right. Because then if anybody catches if you, anybody it catches you, look. it's a bad look. So, um, uh, and then we went back. So everyone in this room was much when i say much older i'm 18 i see the next youngest person was probably in their like late 30s early 40s and it was like all like 60s and 70s and 50s like it was old people and uh and i'm like arguing like because these old people and they're like chris you don't know you've never been older you don't know what it's like to like things get things are tough to carry i'm like well why didn't you get a cart yes but well i said that a million times and i'm also like well it wasn't like it was too heavy because you just put it in the box it wasn't like it was a situation where it was too heavy um so we went back and forth and, and when then it got down to 11 to 1 I could, you could tell i was really making my case while i lost two of my supporters and um and at some point i'm like i i threw up my hands i'm like look if you guys feel that strongly about it 11 to 1 i mean at this and point. if it's a not guilty i would have been like if it's 11 to 1 guilty it's like different the other way yeah yes. then it's like 12 angry men you know right i'm not gonna like put someone you know but if it's like all right if you guys feel that strongly security guard, we all agree the security guard was an asshole Fine. i would dig in for innocent there's no way you would budge right. me off that. If I, I felt was, like someone was I was not going to dig in but as in long this, for guilty. In this one. Plus, I was like, I was just so young. It was. Re- I can't emphasize enough like how much that made a huge difference. I'm sure. Like you know, and I definitely like, held my ground for a while, but it was just like it, I just felt really like out. I just felt really out of place. So we went in and we got we found the guy innocent. Um and um after he left, he did an interview with with the local newspaper here, Foster's Daily Democrat. And he was just like, no, like I could have easily just paid the fine, but I wanted to clear my name. And they're like, all right, that made me feel like maybe this guy was innocent then. Yeah. If he went through um, the right world. But like, it's, it's such a weird play. My other point was like, you know, whether he's innocent or guilty to some extent, maybe we, like he should be punished for just being an idiot. Like this is a dumb, weird behavior. Like nah, I don't believe that, but, uh, not punished, but like, I mean, you had to pay for the thing. I mean, honestly, but, like, like, at some point though, like I, I, you no, I mean, you can drink and drive. You don't mean to kill someone, but like if you're, I know it's very extreme situation, sure, yeah, to shoplifting, sure. but I'm just saying like, you know, you can't get punished for being an idiot. Like it's, oh, it's like, that's a dumb thing to do. No, you Open up leave. a box of something you haven't even bought yet. Put something in it. Like, that's a really dumb move. That was actually my next question. Why wasn't the, whatever this power tool, why wasn't that in its own box? That doesn't make sense either. Right. You yeah, know, like I, you just, I, I, I would have don't, that in the box and then put it on the I don't remember box. the details, but that, I guess that's that, a weird there one. Was a, that was explained away. There okay. wasn't a thing. That yeah. wasn't, that wasn't a problem. Okay. I, I don't remember that coming up. So that, or if it did, it was immediately normally we see, You know, if it's an expensive drill or something, it's going to be in a box, like to Walters. It's in a box. I can't emphasize so. enough yeah. what really killed this. Case. And maybe it was, maybe it was in a little case that could fit in the box. Oh, I, don't, I don't remember that. I don't remember, I but it was explained away. Yeah. What really stank them was the security guard though. Like that really turned if everyone off. were a better, like better. Someone's like, and in some way, a good point. Like, I remember we were talking about like, why didn't this, why didn't security guard just go to the guy and be like, 
hey, like, what's going on here? To wait for him to get in the parking lot. That's shitty move. That's shitty move. Yeah, you're trying to catch them. And I, doing I'm like, something. oh, no, like, like, like all of us were in a complete agree. We hated this yeah. guy. <laughs> and the other thing, you know, one thing I thought was a little bit like, eh, they really like doubled down when the, um, when the defendant took the stand or the, I'm sorry. Yeah, the defendant took yep. the stand. They really doubled down his military background. Like, oh, he's an Air Force yeah. veteran. He's an Air Force. It's like, all right, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, There's bad you know, guys Fort Hood hadn't happened yet. But, like, I'm like, don't get me wrong. I think being in the military is super honorable. Like, I, like you guys are doing heroic things I would not do. I, I, I do it to my head to people in the military. For sure, I wouldn't do that. But, like, I don't know if that also necessarily makes you a good person. It doesn't. It's a mutually exclusive thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, right. Okay. So, you know, so I, that, so I was, like, a little bit like, eh, I don't, I don't know if I agree with this. But I think they were just trying to show character and, like, trying to show, and, the other thing that kind of made me did take pause was like he didn't have any other record before this. Oh, that's the other thing. So that too. actually held up more to me than the military stuff. Sure. And they didn't spend as much time on that, but I'm like, I'm, I'm like, all right, well, that's another thing where I was like, all right, this guy doesn't have a record. This guy doesn't have a record. Never in trouble. Never in, right. So that's the other reason I kind of like, when I say we deliberate, I see we deliberated for hour and a half. It wasn't like, you still, know, OJ, you know, actually OJ was super quick, but it wasn't like some that you see for like drag too on fucking long though for this thing for a fucking shoplifting case. That's too well, long. Two, it, it was at least, I it was at least two days beyond picking the jury because there was one day for the case. At least well, I want to say it was two days, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was a day and a half for the case. It's still too long. And then it was like a half. Yeah, it, it was wild. This is ridiculous. You, you, you could probably get the entire story in like a half hour and you're done and then deliberate and you're the guy done. really the guy who was arrested really wanted to clear his name well, the other thing that he like, could, i'm gonna give this my full try i don't know that he could do this or not but the other thing is you could show means like oh listen i've got a bank account with a tons of money it's not like yeah but you, know, like, you could but say, then like you know, like one owner rider stole shit too yeah she's i know like, but, but, steal but shit. most people at least that would give it another little backup yeah i think that like that was kind of I don't think he needed to say that. It was kind of said. Like, yeah. you could you could tell this guy was. I mean, he had a lawyer, like a shoplifting case. Like, that didn't need to be yeah. told to us. No. We knew that he had me, like, yeah. and it wasn't like a, it was like his private lawyer. Like, we knew that he, we knew he didn't do this, try to like, it's almost seemed like he was doing it more for the, the thrill for, you know, than for need. Or he just wanted an expensive drill and maybe didn't have the cash on hand. Remember, this is before debit cards. Maybe he just didn't have money in his pocket and wanted to sneak out with the drill. This is before debit cards? Well, before debit cards were like in the, in 98. Yeah, like no, I didn't have a debit card in yeah, 98. I did, I did, I did. With my bank account. Yeah. Yeah, debit card in 1998? Yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of people did. College. I guarantee yeah. this old guy didn't. Yeah, maybe um, he didn't. He was older. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you said he was in his 70s or something. So yeah, 60, 70s. Weird. Or he could have, I mean. He didn't, though. No, he, he didn't understand. He didn't. Right. Yeah, that, that wasn't an no, issue either. Security guard did the wrong thing, though. Someone tried to bring that up in the, in, the, in the deliberation. They're like, oh, well, he's older. I'm like, well, yeah, but he, we just, we yeah. to make, he, yeah, yeah. he can make sound decisions. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, security guard should have come up to him in the store if he saw him and just said, hey, what's, yeah, what are you doing? Like, that's stupid. I know. That's the thing that, that ter- really turned me off. I was like, ah, this yeah, guy's such an asshole. This, this like, he really wanted to bag this like, guy. Like, what, right, exactly. Like, what's your motive? Your motive should be that everybody has a good shopping experience and people pay for their shit and don't steal well, his, stuff. his, his goal is loss prevention, right? He wants to make sure this store isn't, like, I think that's true. Yeah, but do par- it while he's in there. That's fine. Right, you can go up to him and be like, hey, what's going yeah, on here, you right. know? And then maybe, you know, and then, then maybe you keep an eye on him in the future. Or like, you know, to get nag him outside. And then once he's outside, the police, I think, have to be involved. It was like, it was a really shitty, it becomes like a whole thing. Like, it he does. really, he put this guy in the worst situation possible to expose him. And I think that's the only thing that pissed this guy off was like, I want to fucking expose this guy. Like, you're going to embarrass me. I'm going to embarrass, I'm going to come back at you. I might have done the same thing, actually. I might have too. So the older I get, the more I think about it. I'm yeah. like, eh, if I got bagged for shoplifting and it was like, it was an honest mistake and the store, 
really humiliated me. I think like they brought him in out back. I think they really treated him like a felon. I think if they like, if they really like did this to me, I might be like, fuck you. I'm going to come back at you. <sighs> at the end of the day, he did take that thing out of the store. He did. Paying for it. He so and he op- yeah, and he opened up a like, box. If somebody yeah. didn't, he didn't like, right. That wasn't a charge. We're still like, what are you doing here? Dude, I've had friends who like eat in the grocery store, oh, like yeah. eat an apple. I fucking hate that. I, I'm so, I get so pissed off when yeah. shit like that. They're like eating an apple. Oh, I'll pay for it on the way out. It's like, yeah, but no, just fucking wait. Just wait I know, 10 minutes. We'll be out of the fucking I know, store. I yeah. Jesus Christ. I hate that stuff. It's weird to me. It just feels like so disrespectful to someone because this really isn't your property yet. Right. You know? I agree. I, just I just strange hate move. that shit. Uh, not, not the best decision from this guy to open the box and okay, I'm glad I, didn't tell, I was afraid I told the story before because I've told the story like a lot in my life. You're afraid? So, uh, afraid oh, you're afraid you didn't tell it. No idea. Yeah. I, so you'd have I was like, oh no, like I just, did, uh, oh good. So we can promote this. I lost your story, a bonus lost your story. People then. Oh, well, well, some people like that. We have t-shirts about it. We do have t-shirts people about like it. People like it. Right. Yeah. So where was I? Are you done with your story? I am. Where was I? Um, this was, I'm right about to graduate eighth grade. Okay. And, um, and right around this time I had to audition for the high school band. So it central high school's band was state like regarded in the, in the state. Like it had a very, very strong uh, music department. As I've mentioned many times before, I took a bunch of classes all through high school there. The department was probably like three, 400 people. Um, who were you like, went to a very big high school. Yeah, it was 2000 people, but usually like a music department, you know, when you talk about choirs and jazz bands and all that, so you wouldn't usually have that many students. There. That's, that's a shit ton. Um, and so it was competitive, like getting sure. in and, and being in the, in the symphonic band, even at, at its hot, like the height in the four years there, I still, I think we had 120 people in the symphonic band, which is huge, too big. Uh, and then, but then marching band too, is like, it's just this huge, huge band. We even we had a orchestra that was smaller, but we still had one. It was like probably twenty or thirty people. Our choirs were big; like our general choir was probably seventy people in it. Uh, and you had all yeah. these smaller, um, smaller ones. But I like so I started playing clarinet in fourth grade. That was my main instrument all the way through college. I got my degree as a music ed uh, in a music a music ed degree, but I had you know principal instrument. I had to play clarinet all the way through. I've always been a fraud on the clarinet, a complete fucking fraud on the clarinet. I have. Real like I have natural talent, um, just because I, I think because I've just I've sung since you know since I can remember like my some of my earliest memories are me singing you know three years old, um so I was and if you like if you're taught to sing early you have like a much better ear than okay. you know you it, you kind of lose it if you're not taught to sing when you're two three four years old you kind of you have a hard time matching pitch and having a good timbre. Even if you do match pitch and can hear it really well, you have a hard time having like a good sound. And I, and I always have. And so I'm kind of, I'm naturally talented that way with my voice, but on other musical instruments, I would say I'm like, I'm decent to mediocre, even on guitar, which I've played a lot in my life. I wouldn't say, I mean, I can hold my, I can do pretty much anything that I would want to do. If I can hear it in my head, I can, practice it enough to play it and do it on an album or something or practice it enough to be able to do it live. But I'm not like a, I'm not like super slick guitar by any means, like I'm, or a, like a very creative improviser on guitar and same thing with clarinet. I was never very technically talented. I sort of got by, I practiced enough. I mean, to be a really talented musician on a, on an instrument, you really for through your formative years have to be practicing four to eight hours a day. Okay. For a long time, you really do. And it's it wasn't like that with me and and um and singing. Like I have, I think I've done it. I just I have really good intonation and very good control. I can't do super fast, uh, 
like R&B shit. I'm not going to do Mariah Carey you, stuff. Like Kirk Manhattan says, you love to sing. I love to sing. And you I'm love good, to sing. It's because I'm good at it. Like I, I have a... Yeah, but those, both things can be true too. Like you can, you know... But it's not just I love. I mean, uh, yeah, it's both. I would not love it as much if I were not right. good. I, I agree with that. It's something I... I would say that I'm a better writer than anything else. Like I'm very good at having this combination of the technical component and the creative component together is really how I excel doing both those things. Like on a podcast, like I'm good on air with you. Yeah. You know, some you say. No, you are. And, but I, but all the technical stuff, it's like that kind of that complete, um, well, package. I think that's your ultimate strength. Like you're, yes. you're, yes. And also the, the thing that comes most naturally, like you're just, you're naturally just good at the technical stuff. I obviously it's work too. I don't mean like yeah, that, but yeah, I just yeah, feel yeah. like, Oh, like I can. Yes. And but then, I have both, but being able to do both and like making an album is all of my skill sets together. Yeah. Right. Right. right like all yeah, the technical yeah. stuff and all the music and all the creative yeah, stuff. Yeah. It, it, it is. It's like my best calling. I would say, but second best is my voice. Like I have a very good, very good voice. Like I, I there, I would have no problem, but a professional singer, no problem to do that. Not you like marry someone who has a great voice. Oh, Barbara's got a, she has a, <laughs> it's rare that I would say that she has a better voice. She has a better, like, technical voice than i do barbara has a really i mean she has a you, crazy you're, you're a very good singing voice but barbara's voice is but i wonder if that's like she did but she studied opera for a long time so she's got like she can legit she can do things technically that i can't do um just she just has that like that talent uh really, she spent way more yeah, time really practicing powerful super powerful like, too really impressive voice yeah 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 but i wonder if that's like talented. helps like like i know for me like i couldn't imagine being with someone who wasn't funny like it wouldn't work right like i, I wonder if you like being with someone who can sing helps <laughs> it's a little weird it's a little weird because we're both creative. And so like watching Barbara perform is odd. Anybody you care about is odd. I, when we're doing stuff together, it's actually, it's a little odd too. Like I'm, I'm actually, I get, I think I get a little insecure about when we, we'll just sit down and not often lately, but in the past we've sat down and played together. Yeah. And it's a little weird. I, I'm a little more self-conscious. I'm not as, um, just not as like comfortable doing it. It's, I oh, don't know really? why. Oh. I don't know why. Maybe because I know her talent. But uh, I but I tend to play with people who are better than me anyway, so I, I don't know what that is, but it's a little it's it is a little strange. But she's very talented, very good, and, and you can hear it on the, the album that we did. Uh, yeah, uh, even North Deport, we don't pick yeah, that North enough. It's, it's still available on podcast, right? Can, yeah, or just listen to the album, just go into Spotify, yeah. search oh, yeah. uh, Matt North Deport. I just broke his mic. He snapped the mic. What happened? Yeah, this little... Oh, going handheld. Oh, yeah, that's going handheld. I feel like a Merv Griffin show. Donk shit. No, that's way Um, But... Anyway, uh, but I'm not naturally as technically proficient on any other instrument. Like vocals, is, uh, singing is definitely the best. So I really like baked my way through college with clarinet. Just like I'm I, sure I mean, you were pretty good. I'm sure you. I'm sure you. Not. You, I don't think you probably didn't to, like it. I'm sure you were fine. Not to my standard. No, not and not compared to my peers. Like at so I got by on my natural talent through about my sophomore year in college and then I got crushed like and then everybody everybody was yeah. so much better not on some stuff but in technical ability on the clarinet I just didn't practice all through college I just didn't even practice and in high school yeah. even preparing for this audition it was sort of my just kind of my natural talent I was good enough right right as right. a clarinet player to get in and I never I mean I never sat first chair in my high school band I I auditioned for Allstate which is the competition yeah um you know, you get selected, you go, you have to prepare a piece, you have to do some scales, you have to do some sight reading, which is never seen the piece before and have to play it, um, which can be challenging. That sounds hard, yeah. Yeah, it's worse on on voice because at least on an instrument, you press buttons so you can make those pitches, but to hear those pitches in your head, sight singing is a much harder, but I do that pretty well. 
I'm much better. I should have auditioned for, uh, I should have done more jazz vocals and auditioned for, for um, jazz vocals in, uh, in Allstate because I think I would have definitely gotten in because I have a much better, like I can improvise vocally with the, the BBD boops and all that shit. I can do that much, much better than I could on a clarinet or any other instrument. But I, so I auditioned for Allstate, didn't even get in there. I was like a junior in high school. I think my girlfriend at the time wanted me to audition with her. I never wanted to be competitive on a clarinet because I knew I just would not hold yeah. up. And even my senior recital uh, in, uh, in college, when you, you know, as a, as a performance major, you have to do a longer, like more legitimate senior recital where it's, you know, if you're playing clarinet, it'd be you and a piano player who's accompanying you or you on your own playing these pieces. These pieces are boring anyway. Like they're not, they're not Sounds so boring. It's, just, it's super boring, but I wasn't, I didn't, I don't think I did. I didn't do a good job. Like I felt I practiced, but by that time, yeah, my senior year, I just, I hadn't, you know, I wasn't good enough. I was way behind in there were, there was like practice books that you had to go through. What was the Rose, the Rose book? Um, and it had something like 32 etudes that you had to, you had to like master. And I, I mean, I, I was always behind my peers. So just never. And, and the, the heart, the worst part, is that if you don't have the technical acumen, you can't have the expressive acumen on the instrument until you master uh, close to master the technical, you just aren't going to be as expressive, Um, which is something that I can do vocally. Like I'm, I'm definitely technically way solid enough to be able to have uh, a good emotive quality to it and my own like timbre and style could never do it on, on the clarinet. So anyway, so this is kind of the beginning. It was a, like, I had to audition to get into um, this high school band and I, I got in um, and good thing I did because it was, Oh, if I didn't get in this, what being in the, in, in um, getting into the music department at central high school was what kept me out of Bishop Brady. Oh, in Concord. It's in a private Concord. school in Concord. Right. My grandfather was going to pay for it. Right. For me. That, yeah. And it was the only, it's the only reason like I fought hard. Like, I don't want to go there. I want to wear fucking, you know, I want to go to the public school yeah, where all uni- my cool yeah, friends uni- are going to be. Uniform there. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Like the tie and yeah. all that. Plus, I'd have to bust to Concord from Hooksit, which is, you know, probably a 25, 30 minute drive. And none of my friends were there. Might have gotten to a really good college there. I mean, UNH is fine, but you might have gotten to oh, a I really... Oh, I got into Syracuse. I got into the Syracuse Music Department, you which might have, was you, Yeah, but if you went to Bishop Brady, you might have gotten to like a really good school. I would never have gone to... No. Like, because I always wanted to do music anyway. So yeah. who would, you know, Oberlin or yeah. I could have gone to Berkeley. You just have to pay for it. So what other music schools would have oh, yeah. East, like maybe the Eastman school of music or something. But uh, no, it, anyway, so that, that, that's, it started, I had to compete. Didn't really like doing it because I never really held up uh, on that instrument. But uh, this was the beginning of it. Wow. No more clarinet for you either. You see, you haven't played in a long time. Right? I haven't played it in over 20 years. Yeah. Um, I mean, I still, I could, you know, I, I'm sure. I, I know. I, I know. I can. I can play any of the. You know, any of the any of the instruments. I can play. Um, just not well. I mean, I could practice on it and right. do something, but it wouldn't be amazing. They do make an electronic uh, instrument called the iwi. Have we talked about that? The iwi, the electronic wind instrument, and oh. it kind of ha- it's the sort of the same um, same buttons as a saxophone, uh, but it's electronic. You can play so any like sample. Uh, or like computer generated, uh, like uh, sound you could play with it, and and have the same kind of technical abilities as you would on a saxophone. Do you like the Ewe? I have one. I've never used it. Oh. Uh, I should use it sometime because you could do some like cool and interesting things that oh. you wouldn't. Because the you know it's different than a guitar. Yeah, you, the guitar has a certain pattern, so it sounds like a guitar where this wouldn't. But no, I've never played it. I should. The price. You want to be an Ewok? So. 
Right, you haven't tried e wee. Super like stupid joke that didn't even that did not land. <laughs> I like it. I just love the idea of you hanging out with e walk. Oh, I'd be king e walk. These I mean, are oh fuck. They, 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 these are not smart people. These are not smart. smart. I think they would be annoyed by you and no, they'd love me. You. No, I'm gentle. Didn't to they want to eat them initially when they got there or something? Actually, they did. That's funny. I, mean, they, 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 I don't think you'd last very long. Oh, it totally lasts. Nah, well, nah. first of all, no Ewok is overpowering me. Number one. There's a lot of them, though. I mean, no, they would overpower you. If they, if they all attack you, you're fucked. There's so many. Like, it's like anything. Do I have like, a blaster? No, no. Yeah, I don't I, have a blaster? A blaster? I don't have any way to defend myself. If your fists. That's not, no. If I, I, yeah, your guitar, your whatever, whatever you normally carry Fine, with if you. I have some sort of weapon, I think I meet the... I, I just know. There's so many of them. I would take one hostage. I'd put, oh, I would I break they, the neck out of my guitar and I would stick the neck right up to its and little like, Fuck, neck. We don't care if Yum Yum dies. We're going to come after you now or whatever his name They're is. They're not going to like, really? I no. mean, I think if they really No, that's get not true. You. you remember the little one who was so upset when the big one oh, died? Oh, yeah, was sad. That was sad, the, actually. The yeah. That was really sad. Yeah. Um, no, I think. I like Ewoks. You would. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't like them in that movie. I, I like the I like the I I wish kind of I kind of wish Ewoks were real. They're gentle animals. Yeah, it'd be cool if they were around. Unlike Chewbacca, who's a fucking deadly weapon. Yeah, but Chewbacca's a nice thing. Though. He is. Oh no, I Very I would good. love to be friends with the. Yeah, like Chewbacca, the only but, good thing about the most recent three movies is Chewbacca's presence yeah, in those films. Nice. Yeah. Other than that, movies are terrible. Uh, uh yeah, I like Chewbacca. I like Chewbacca. Yeah, what a Wookiee. Um, um is that else? all we have? Is, yeah, we're, we're back uh, next week with um. Movies in 1996, Cable Guys, Patreon movie, and then uh, The Rock is the, is the uh, the free show. I'm not going to see you for a week and a half here. I'm going to be where I'm going. <sighs> we're taping this on a Saturday, and then uh, it won't be in for the following Tuesday. Is that what we're recording? I was going to yeah. ask you. That's when we're going to record. Oops, so. Okay. And that leads up into Soccer Week. Oh yeah, because that's that. We're going to be at Soccer. Yeah, we are. You'll be you're so famous now. I mean, I don't know about that. Everybody's going to want to take guy. pictures with you, I'm shake your you. hand. I'm, I'm not the producer of the Jerry Callahan. Well, that's true. So I mean, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just a regular so guy. I'll have so some drinks in front of people and have a good time <laughs> yeah. and just be. Yeah. People are going to be starstruck. They're not going to want to play beer pong with you. They will. They're going to no, be like, uh, look at no, this. They won't want to play beer pong because they don't like you. They'll be happy to see me. They will embrace me. I think I think people will be afraid to come up to you now. I don't. I think I'm very. I think people will be afraid to come up to you. No, not at all. Yes. I'm a nice guy, as you well, know. Everybody knows I'm a nice guy. <laughs> I mean, Kirk says it on the show all the time. What a nice guy I am. Yeah, yeah. You agreed with him, actually. I did. I did. Yeah, because yeah. I'm. A I, nice think guy. You're like a, I think you're generally a nice guy. Yeah. Are you probably nicer than I am? I'm kind of an asshole. I'm way nicer than. Yeah, you. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But yet, but yet, people like being beat up. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. People like it. It's kind of like a hostage situation. <laughs> this explains my friendships <laughs> over the years. Right. Uh, explain, explains why you did the show. I, mean, I knock yeah. you around a little bit and you, you come back for more. This is so. like child's play. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jack Johnson, Jack Johnson. <laughs> Fucking crazed. <laughs> All right, we, we get it. Like Jack wasn't, Johnson. Wasn't Gotta crazy. be something else. Uh, anything else from us? No, I think that's it. So uh, sorry about uh, not having a show yesterday. But oh, do, You have a little bonus at the end of the show? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah you stick around after the show. Maybe there's a little bonus. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually kind of curious. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, is that all we got? Yep. All right. See you. Bye. That old dog has chained you up all right. Give you everything you need to live inside a twisted cage. Asleep beside an empty rage. Had a dream I was your hero Damn 
I wish I was your lover I'd rock you till the daylight comes Make sure you are smiling and warm I am everything Tonight I'll be your mother I do such things to ease your pain Free your mind so you won't be ashamed This monkey can't stand to see you black and blue Give you something sweet each time you step inside my jungle book Or was it just too good? Don't say you'll stay cause then you'll go away Damn, I wish I was your lover I'd rock you till the daylight comes I'll make sure you are smiling and warm I am everything Tonight I'll be your mother I'll do such things to ease your pain Free your mind so you won't be ashamed If I was your girl, believe me I'd turn on the Rolling Stones We groove along and feel much better So let me in forever Give me an hour to kiss you I'll walk through heaven's door I'm sure we don't need no doctor To feel much better So let me in Forever Forever and ever and ever and ever I sat on a mountainside with peace of mind And I lay by the ocean making love to her with visions clear I walked the days with no one near And I returned as chain and bowed to you, dear I wish I was your lover I'd rock you till the daylight comes Make sure you are smiling and warm I am everything Tonight I'll be your mother I do such things to ease your pain I'll free your mind so you won't be ashamed Shucks For me there is no other You're the only shoe that fits I can't imagine I'll grow out of it Damn I wish I was your lover 